Hello, and welcome to Quest, a vineyard church where we experience life as friends with faith through encountering God, loving others, and making a difference in our community. If you're new, there will be information at the end of this podcast where you can plug into Quest in person or online. Now let's dive into this week's teaching. So question here. Do you ever ask yourself questions like this? What do people not in church, not following Jesus, think about church? And because of the church, what do people think about God? Now, some of the problems, I think, with people rejecting faith in our culture today is actually the fault of the church at times, because sometimes we send weird and crazy messages about who we are as followers of Jesus. Just look at some of these funny, and in some cases, sad church signs like this one. Don't, don't let worries kill you. Let the church help. <laughs> Are you sure it's safe to drink the coffee in the cafe? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe this one. Do you know what hell is? Come here, our preacher. <laughs> Ouch. Come on. So sometimes church tries too hard to be cute and we just become the joke of stuff. So like this one, hospitality, let us expose ourselves to Really? Thank God they only have one service at 11 o'clock with not multiple viewing times. That was a bad joke, wasn't it? With all the millions of people who have a bone to pick with the church, someone thinks this sign is a good idea. We love hurting people. Or what about this friendly, welcoming, inviting sign? Don't make me come down there. God. Sounds like good news, like grace to you, doesn't it? Or, or this one, whoever stole our mower, God's going to get you. Now that's an invitation to forgiveness if I've ever heard one. Ah, uh, but I think Friendship Church has the ticket to getting unreached people to come to our culture. No clothing Wednesday. I think that's a little bit too friendly. I'm t- but I'm telling you, after living in Oregon for 11 years... I think that sign might actually work to get some people to show up, a lot of unchurched people to show up at church, although showing up takes on a little bit different connotation in that moment. Opinion studies around the country right now show the general public and the media treat religion increasingly as part of the problem in America, not part of the solution. The Israelites experienced uh, similar religious and personal resistance when they went into exile in Babylon. They were in a place of foreign values, a place of foreign gods, a place that had conquered them, enslaved them, and looked down on them. And this is what God said to them going into that place in Jeremiah 29. He says, Seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Seek, serve the common good. Show by your actions and your prayers that you are for the people of the land, not against them. See, I think the problem we face in our culture is all too often people think, the unchurched people look at Christians and they see us for what we are against. And certainly Christian Christian politicians and some ministers and many Christian social media posts reinforce that perception all too publicly, and protests also tend to reinforce what we're against all too often publicly. And yet, Christian organizations have supplied over 80% of the aid to the hurricane victims. 
And they do that on a regular basis. There was a, stu- a study recently of 11 major cities in the United States that showed that Christian organizations supply over 58% of the homeless shelter beds and much of the accompanying education and health care and job training and addiction recovery services that go along with those kinds of needs. Another study years ago showed that Christian-based addiction recovery programs were drastically more likely to result in long-term recovery when compared to government and secular-based programs. Seeking the common good, simply serving others for the common good, being seen for what we are for, that we're seeking the peace and prosperity of everyone in our community, that we are helping people, that we are, no matter who they are, no matter where they are in life, we do it all in the name of Jesus. This is our primary mission as the people who are followers of Jesus. Simply serving bridges relationship gaps can help people's hearts and minds change about Jesus and about us, the church. I stumbled into a reminder of how powerful this is uh, uh, recently when I visited someone homebound with a severe illness, and the person's caregiver was there. And the caregiver had been a part of church when he was younger but had left the church. And the family I visited had been sharing their faith stories over and over again and encouraging this young man in his faith. And I was so blessed by how this family, even the one fighting the disease, in the midst of the struggle and the pain, was so intentional to share the grace and love of Jesus with this caregiver. It was inspiring to me. And while the family poured in buckets and buckets of grace and good news and love into this caregiver, I got to be part of a very tiny little last drop that became a tipping point for this person, for this young man to re-engage his faith. And do you know what that tipping point was? It wasn't anything profound, I said. It wasn't something I had to train years to know to do. In fact, it wasn't anything I actually was intentionally thinking about doing at all. No, it was simply that I as a pastor showed up in shorts and sandals and a casual shirt and I was just there and I talked casually and I prayed in a real casual conversational tone. And that simple act of service in this instance was enough to tip that young man into deciding to accept an invitation from a friend to go to church the next Sunday over on the other side of town where he lives. See, simply serving is one of the most tangible ways to visibly demonstrate the grace of God. Even Jesus, the God of the universe, the one who above all others deserved to be treated like a king in all of his glory, says in Mark 10, for even the Son of Man... Now, now by the way, that term Son of Man doesn't mean son of an ordinary human. That term actually echoes a prophetic uh, echo from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And it's clearly Jesus claiming to be divine and claiming to be the Messiah here. And he says, for even the Son of Man, speaking of Jesus, speaking of himself, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus' own words. See, the biblical concept of grace is completely unique to Christianity. You cannot earn your way to heaven. You cannot earn God's approval. And yet God still pursues you and serves you and offers you love and empowerment as a gift 
that you can receive and then as a gift that you get to serve others and give. See, being like Jesus and serving others is actually a mini-dramatization of the whole concept of God's grace to each and every one of us. Serving tangibly and winsomely shows what we are for in a largely antagonistic world where much of the conversation is generally around what people are against. So as we serve in our community today, in our food drive, in our 5K, and our 1K, I want to invite all of us to pray, to pray that God will show up through you in the ways we get to serve people around us today. And pray that God will continue to tune each and every one of our hearts to show up in opportunities each and every day that He brings us to serve others. Maybe that's going to look like uh, bringing meals to your neighbor going through a rough time. Maybe it's going to look like helping your neighbor rake leaves this fall to show an unexpected kindness. Maybe it's volunteering to tutor in the Project 29-7 Tutoring Initiative. Maybe, maybe it's today helping a mom carry her lawn chair for the concert as she carries her kids. Maybe, maybe it's finding ways to regularly serve your coworkers at work in, in, in out-of-the-norm kindness ways. Maybe it looks like today during the music and fun inviting someone who's sitting alone to join you for a cornhole match so they don't have to be all alone in the middle of the crowd. Maybe it's just visiting the shut-in in your block every day, every week, and, and finding out something they need help with and serving them just on a regular basis, serve them and their family. So today as we serve, we get to become more like who Jesus is to us and and who he invites us to be like. And in so doing, we create room whenever we serve for God's activity in our lives to increase. So before we release to go serve, I want to just take a minute and invite all of us here to pray, to gather for two to three minutes to pray. And if you're not comfortable with that, you can pray on your own or you can just, you can get a part of a group and just do, just speak whatever comfort, whatever you're comfortable with in praying. But I want to gather as people this morning and I want to, I want to invite you to pray for two things. I want you to pray, pray that God would give you the opportunity to serve in some kind way to someone today and they would experience God's grace through you. And I want you to and I want you to pray as well that God would continue to show you more ways throughout this week that you can do just simple acts along the way in whatever you're doing that would allow you to demonstrate that kind of kindness and grace all around in a way that would allow people to experience God through you and maybe be the tipping point for somebody else re-engaging their faith. So just turn to each other right now. I'm going to give you like two to three minutes. Just gather in groups or, or gather as couples or, or just pray on your own. Just ask God to be with us. Lord, thank you for the, your presence with us today. And Lord, I ask that you would continue to give each one of us eyes and ears to see and hearts to sense throughout the week the opportunities you give us to serve a kind word, to serve forgiveness to people, to serve in practical ways, to touch people's lives so that they experience your freedom and your love for them, that they know how wonderfully you think about them, even in all their imperfection and sin and brokenness, that you think beautifully of them and you have such a good plan for their lives. Lord, help us to serve today and in the future, in these coming days, in ways that allow people to come to that realization. In Jesus' name, amen.
So before I dismiss to some great opportunities to serve today, I want to invite you again to keep praying for your people, your friends who have walked away from church or their faith or are thinking about walking or beginning to distance themselves from that. And I want to ask you to, to invite them to join us for the next series called The Other Side of the Fence. In this series, we're going to take a look at issues that cause people to step to the other side of the fence, walking away from their involvement in church or from their Christian faith. And as we do, we're all going to together begin to discover whether we're believers or unbelievers, whether we're church loyalists or not. We're going to discover some ways that we as a church should actually join the people who have stepped to the other side of the fence in rejecting some of the things they've rejected. Because those things that they've rejected are not true Christianity. And we're also going to seek to to, to help us learn to remove those fences so that we can together all begin to discover who Jesus really is and what it really means to be a follower of Jesus in very practical ways. So I want you this week to be looking for a video promo, maybe two on Facebook. They're going to help you possibly make those invitations. I want you to like those. I want you to share them, comment on them, tag your friends that you want to invite, invite them. Invite them either to join you or if they're not comfortable joining you here, invite them to listen online and maybe you schedule a coffee with them once a week after they've listened online to talk about what they've listened to in that. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon audio. If you're loving Quest Podcast, let us know on Facebook or Twitter by using the hashtag GoToQuest. For more information on Quest, who we are, and what God is doing here, or if you would like to help support Quest financially, please visit us at GoToQuest.org. That's G-O-T-O-Quest.org. Thanks for listening.